On today's episode, we're going to be talking about seven ways that God provides for his people, seven things God does in his provision for his people on Soul Zero Two. And welcome to Soul Zero Two. This is the podcast that is putting the oxygen back into the Christian life one soul at a time. So glad to be with you. And we're going to be talking about seven things to know about God's provision in your life. And did you know that God gives you, when you when you follow God, He gives you exactly what you need, when you need it, and often in a way that you didn't expect it. And who would have thought that God would rain down provision from the skies, i.e. manna and quail? In Israel's case, it happened during their journey in the wilderness. This is a lot like life's journey, right? The journeys we take when we endure seasons in a spiritual wilderness, and we we wonder, will God provide? Will He will He break through for me? And Israel had been traveling for just over a month, and and uh, had had been starting to run out of grain and corn and and you know basic provisions. So the scriptures tell us that they murmured against God, and often our our stories as human beings, because of our human frame, begin with a gripe within our own wilderness experience. And God in his graciousness answers us. Hence, you have the story of manna. And the story of manna is beautiful because it talks about how God miraculously provides for his people. And Exodus 16 and verse 21 puts it like this. It says, They gathered it every morning, meaning manna, each person according to need, then the sun heated up and melted. And the scripture is, is almost like science fiction, it, it looks like. I mean, if, if you're a, a postmodern person, if you're a scientist, you'd look at this and say, well, I don't believe in miracles, I believe in science. And there's something about a scripture like this that, that sticks in your craw. And just because we can't figure this out because it's beyond us, it's it's in the noumenal you know, level, which is beyond the five senses. And yet we find that God did seven things for his people within that provision. And the first thing he did was this, or he does, God's provision came from an unexpected place. And there's an element to God's provision that is miraculous and will originate from places that are unfamiliar to us. Because as human beings, we're used to kind of controlling our own circumstances. And, you know, there's an old saying, you know, that we've heard in movies, you know, there's no fate but what you make. And... Um, and yet he does things that do not originate from us. Hence the sky or, or a place you didn't expect. And he does that because God reserves the right to blow your mind. And that's why the word manna literally means, what is this? And when they, when they spoke of manna, they said, what is this? What is this stuff, this manna stuff? And this is the reaction we get when God breaks through for us. We're like, what is this? I don't get this. And that's the beauty of it, that, that with it, God gets the glory. With it, God gets his own glory from it. And we find that, that uh, when, when we look at God this way, it makes us look up in a sense and beyond our own strength. But it also is known for this, and I'll give you this one here, for, for this idea that it happened... It happened every morning, early in the morning. 
In other words, there's a predictability to it, where, where God just showed up and, and he was faithful every morning. And, and this speaks volume to me, volumes to me, that at the exact time every morning, manna fell in the middle of a wilderness where there's no food and no life and no water. And the point is that they didn't have to stress out about the mornings after, every morning after. They only had to trust God for one morning at a time every morning. And that, that is the beauty of, of, of trusting in God, that he says, if you just trust me with one day, trust me with your day, I'll take care of the week, I'll take care of the month, I'll take care of the year. And we find that, that uh, there's another scripture in Lamentations that puts it something like this. It says, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Now, I want you to bear this in mind, that this was written by a man named Jeremiah, because Lamentations is a whole, basically a, a funeral dirge, a sad song about how and why Israel lost, you know, lost their 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 kingdom and and gift that God gave them of, of the land. And in the middle of his own barrenness, of his own struggle, his own discouragement, he says, God is faithful. Great is your faithfulness. And that's the amazing thing about the wilderness, that God permits us to go through the wilderness so that we can learn his faithfulness. His mercies are not just for the week or for the month, but for every morning. He's there if you want to trust in him. So if we trust God with our mornings, he'll take care of the rest. But here's another point I want to make today. And that is that the provision came in the neediest place, the wilderness. God will not provide for you unless you're needy. And you have to be in a truly needy place. I don't mean a wimpy place where, where I can really get through this, but I'm just kind of whining and you know being wimpy about it. I really, really, really need God to break through in this area. And you don't get a miracle until you really need one. And until you know that you are cut off from every source possible and every resource, that you know there's nothing left in my bank account, there's nothing left in my, in my smarts, in my strength, in my talents, there's nothing left in me, God's got to break through for me. And the, the spiritually barren places are where we learn to receive God's hand of provision. <clears throat> and we could never learn such lessons in the lap of luxury we couldn't learn it if we had anything we needed. We couldn't learn it if we were tending ourselves on a beach. But we learn them when we are at the bottom and, and just waiting and saying, God, you got to come through. That's when we know it's God. But here's another, number four, uh, a, a fourth way that God provides for us or shows us provision is that the provision came at the most crucial time when they had no food. And this is very important. God helps us at the perfect time and situation and not before. Since we're human, sometimes we, we can assume that we're at our last rope when we're not. But God knows our limits. He knows how far I can go with my own struggles and my own temptations and trials in life. And God helps us at the perfect time and in the perfect situation and not before. And the time wasn't when they had half reserves or when they had almost nothing left. The time was when, hey, if we don't eat tomorrow, we're dead. And that's when God will move because why does he do that? 
is God torturing us? Is, is, he, is he making fun of us? No, he does this because he gets the glory from giving us this awesome blessing. He loves to bless us. But in order to bless us, he's got to let us go to a point where we need that blessing. So he's got to bring us to a dark, arid wilderness where we feel lost and without hope. And then he says, I want to bless you. Cry out to me. And that's the beauty of God. God's provision doesn't mean that we don't have to be good stewards. I want to make that clear. We don't just wait for God to do stuff if, if we could work a job or if we could, you know, we could do our part, right? There's always our part. And we still work, but we don't strive. We still plan faithfully for things, but without anxiety, knowing that tomorrow actually belongs to God and with God's will, I can do it. And God cannot help the person who is lazy or unwilling to trust or unwilling to change. So I want to make that clear. But here's number five. The provision was according to the need. And we find, again, another scripture that I want to give you. And that is in Exodus uh, chapter 16 and verse 21 again. And this is, let me give you the whole scripture here just to, to uh, show it to you again. But, but in this scripture, we find that, that uh, you know, the manna came every morning, but at the end it says this. It says, then the sun heated up and it melted. And, and that is key there. Um, and and uh, you see that there? And then, and then the sun heated up and it melted. And that is key there because it was showing that God, God's provision is not going to last long enough so that you and I can hoard it and just have so much that we don't need to trust him in the future. He makes it so that we need him. And he doesn't do that out of some, some sense of ego. Uh, he does it because he, he delights in blessing us. That it's easier to spend energy trusting in him than spend my energy and waste myself trusting in my own my own wits and my own strength when, when it's impossible. What happens when you take beyond what you need? What happens when you hoard, when you overplan, when you overcalculate out of fear of the future? Well, here's what happens. You forego God's provision by your anxious over-preparation and, and what you work on seems to melt away. Right? It says it melted every morning. And, and, and what you work on seems to slip through your fingers like sand. And the daily provision that God teaches us is to trust Him day by day. If it were up to me, I'd have you know millions of dollars in the bank, I'd have everything paid off in my life, and, and then I don't have to worry about anything. But yet there's a trust that comes knowing that God gives me the strength to work, and He gives me the wisdom to do what I do, and He gives me gifts to do what I do, and He provides when I really need it. And so we surrender the need to control our future. That's the point. We really can't control our future. Only God can. So we, we find, again, that, that God comes at the greatest need. But here's the sixth one. They did not have to create the provision. All they had to do was gather it. And that's very key to understand that. The Israelites didn't have to come up with this. They didn't have to make gravy, so to speak. There is something humbling in knowing that you did not have to produce something, but only receive it. It takes great grace and humility to receive even more than is to give sometimes. And this assures us that God gets the glory from our trusting in Him because we live by His grace that 
He upholds all things by the word of his power. Every breath that we take comes from him. And, and, and there's, there, there's some of this that's part of worship in a sense. And But here's the last one I want to give you. And we're going we're gonna to land this plane here. So resting was part of the provision. That, that's the point I want to make there. That's my, my seventh point. Why did God provide twice the manna on day six? Uh, and I won't read it to you, but there's a scripture where he says, you know, I'll, I'll give you twice the manna on, on day six because on day seven is the Sabbath and they want to rest. And here's the point that part of God's provision is you resting, not striving. That there has to be a day where you have a Shabbat, a personal Shabbat, a personal Sabbath. And because day seven was the Sabbath, God did not want them striving and, and, and gathering stuff. He says, I don't want you to gather. I want you to gather your heart to me and just worship and thank me for my provision. And and and, and this is what, what Shabbat is. You know, I remember Abraham Heschel would say um, uh, that the Sabbath is, is when time and eternity meet together. And, and it shows that time that time is subject to, to eternity and time is subject to God, that it's a gift God's given us to steward. So we don't have to strive to receive God's provision. In fact, he wants us to rest and let him provide. Our job is to just gather it. But then there comes a point where we rest. And when we try to establish a surplus without believing God, it will turn into restless striving and we'll feel like the slaves under Pharaoh were, where they were forced to make bricks without straw. And when we work, instead of taking a day off as a Sabbath, we are not trusting God to be our provider. And so we find that, and I, you know, so I covered all the points, that resting in God is a true sign of trust, especially in the wilderness seasons. Learning how to just stop and just listen. And even if you don't hear anything, even if, if nothing happens, you are trusting him that he's going to take care of it. So one last thing I want to say, and then we're going to, we're going to, I keep closing this up, but Jesus, uh, Jesus himself is the one who, who is the provider from heaven, right? This is not just Old Testament stuff, but there's another scripture I want to give you in, in John 6.33 that says this, for the bread of God is, is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world, right? And Jesus had just gotten done talking about how Moses gave, you know, God gave manna through Moses and all this in the Old Testament. Then he says this in John 6.35, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. And hence you have the idea that Jesus is the ultimate provider the Lord spoke not of manna, but of the bread of heaven. Not of the bread that just falls from the sky, but of the bread that comes from heaven. And that's Jesus. Jesus is the bread of life. And he'll feed us. He'll, he'll fill our lives if we allow him. And he loves us. And if you don't know him today, he loves you. He loves you. He wants to be, he wants you to belong to him because he loves you. He wants, he wants you to be in your life. So I want you to uh, share this with a friend if, if, if it blesses you and leave a like and, or a comment and and as we do other podcasts in the future, be blessed today and check out the website, uh, soul02.com and also our, our YouTube channels and uh, enjoy. And we have articles on the website and things like that. But share it with a friend, okay? So until next time, God bless you.